0: What's going on, everyone? Welcome to Smart Business Solutions, the official podcast of GBS, America's productivity partner. Each episode, we are gonna explore some of the biggest threats and challenges in today's business world and the vast amount of solutions GBS offers to meet them.
1: Well, hello, and welcome back to Smart Business Solutions, the official podcast show of GBS. On today's show, we are going to be joined over the phone by two of our product experts in the smart labeling business segment. First with us is Jay Whitman, who is the product manager for Intelligent Labels for Avery Dennison. Avery is one of GBS's most trusted business partners and has been specializing in the design and manufacture of a wide variety of labeling and bonding solutions to companies throughout the world since 1935. Jay has been with Avery for 17 years and has served in many different capacities throughout his tenure with the company. And also joining us on the phone today is someone whose voice may sound familiar to you. He is Mike Vitali, Vice President of Sales for GBS. And Mike was featured on an earlier episode of Smart Business Solutions last year. Mike has been with GBS for 10 years and currently oversees and manages the sales team for GBS's print technologies division. So on the show today, we've got a lot of ground we're going to cover, and we are going to take a deep dive into the world of smart labels. And we will be, uh, amongst other things, defining smart labels and explaining exactly what they are discussing the different types of smart labels currently available in the marketplace, examining the technologies used in smart labels, and analyzing some of the advantages and also the disadvantages for companies that utilize smart labels. So with that introduction, I would like to welcome both Jay and Mike to the show. Guys, thanks so much for taking the time to be with us this afternoon.
2: Thanks for having us. It's our pleasure.
1: Absolutely. Very good. So, so Jay, if you would tell us a little bit more about your background and some of your experience with Avery Dennison.
3: Yeah, absolutely. So like you said, I've been with, uh, with, with, Avery Dennison for 17 years in just about every different function that, that we have with the exception of finance. So I've been everywhere from operations directly on, uh, working in the, in our plants, the into marketing and, and, uh, now, really focused in on what we call intelligent labels for the past three years, and I'm the product manager for this, this segment of our business, working with the great uh, converters out there, especially ones like uh, GBS here. Um, and what I'm doing there is I'm looking at, uh, in, in most cases in our side, we're looking at RFID-enabled labels, so radio, radio frequency identification, and we, we primarily focus on two different Frequency bands, one which is called UHF, which is used for some supply chain tracking, and one which is HF, which is used more for one to one interactions or, or um, in healthcare.
1: Perfect. Mike, anything else about your background you'd like us to know?
2: Uh, I mean, sure. Yeah. Uh, as you mentioned, 10 years at GBS has been a, a, a joy of a ride. Start out as a senior account executive for uh, most of that time, and then uh, really only in the last year have I been uh, able to serve as the v- vice president of sales. And you know, it, it's one of those things where uh, we have just such a, a great, long standing relationship with Avery. And uh, you know, and as my roles changed, I only wanted to strengthen that as uh, I just view them, and I believe you know, my whole team views them as an extremely valuable resource with a vast amount of knowledge. And uh, more than just smart labels, uh, certainly, but uh, this is an area that's exciting to us uh, because anytime, you know, we, anyone that's familiar with GBS knows that we are a technology company as well. And really, anytime mm-hmm. you're able to combine tech with print, right, and we are the print technologies group, but when you can take those two types of, if you will, products and combine them with, and wrap it with the service that we provide, it's an energetic and exciting sales cycle and also uh, impactful which is always what we're trying to bring is a, a way to increase whether it be uh, access to information or data or just engage our customers customers so it's a great solution for that and i really i just look forward to learning because every time i'm on the phone with you know with jay or in person i i, I learned something new good or bad <laughs> and uh so I, I'm sure I'll learn something here today and it's, it's always an enjoyable experience. So just looking forward to uh, today's podcast. Thanks for having
1: me. Awesome, Awesome. Thank you. Well said. So let's jump into it, Jay. If you could explain to us exactly what are smart labels?
3: Yeah, absolutely. So I kind of kind of jumped the gun there a little bit when I when I was talking about what what Avery Dennison defines intelligent labels as. But really, if we, if we get down to it and we, and we really start thinking about what is a smart label, really, it's, it's any label that can store and transmit data. So mm. even your basic barcode and QR code, those would be considered smart labels. But I think Mike hit on something really, really important there. When he was talking about the print and technology, uh, one, one question I get frequently is, well, where, where should I be, be focusing on? Should I be focusing on, on going down the RFID path or should I be focusing on traditional pressure sensitive labels? And in, in my mind, both of them are best served as a complementary technology. So putting them, pairing them together, having the print and the technology with it. So like I said, in our case, most of the time we're talking about an RFID-enabled label, but there's, there, there's, we're always looking out there in the future to see what's on the horizon and starting to look at low energy Bluetooth and, and some other different technologies out there. Even a, you know some digital serialization paired with RFID is a great way to get into some different ways to do some security type of application.
1: Awesome. And RFID is what, Jay, radio frequency identification?
3: Absolutely. Yep. Okay. So so there's radio frequency identification, what that means is there is some sort of transmitter underneath the label. In most cases, it's either an aluminum or a copper antenna. And so you can have just an RF label. So you think about those things that beep at you when you walk out the store and somebody forgot to demagnetize them and all they do is look at you and tell you to keep going because they have no clue what went off in it. <laughs> the important thing is the ID piece on the end. So if, if it was RFID, now it has a, a, a tiny little microchip on it and you know down to the individual product level what it was that passed through that field. So you can have an RF product or an RFID product. And in my mind, the RFID product is one that, that helps you uh, really understand what's going on in your, in your supply chain at a much more granular level.
1: Great. Thank you for that. Are smart labels fairly new, Jay, or, or how long have they been in existence? And, and are there any particular industries that, that really use them? Uh, at this point
3: yeah yeah absolutely so they've been they've been around for quite a while so in the early 2000s there was what was called the Walmart initiative where they started putting RFID labels on some of their incoming products and then um that hit some stumbling blocks and it and it, it it didn't really take off there so they started in the early 2000s but really in the mid 2010 so like 2016 area somewhere around there um other retailers really started to adopt the technology. We really have seen it in apparel and footwear. That's where it's really taken off, but we're starting to see other key segments adopting it as well. So some of these other segments have, have seen the benefits in retail and started to look at how they can adopt it in their own. Some that many consumers have seen the benefits of, though probably not in the past few months, without even knowing that they're, they're reaping the benefit of it is Delta Airlines. So their bag tag is now RFID enabled. And when your app is giving you the alert that it's been checked in, that it's been moved to the tarmac, that it's been loaded on the plane, and then it's arrived at the carousel, that's all done through RFID. Mm. Um, so they, they it's real-time reads and, and send the communications out. Um, and, and we're also seeing some other growth in, in different distribution channels. So pharmaceuticals, um, we're really starting to see takeoff food. And even Colored Cosmetics is one that we really see poised to take off, mainly because their retail channels are are so similar to a lot of the apparel outlets.
1: Awesome. And
3: I love the idea that they're not going to lose my luggage anymore. Right. (laughs) Right? And the, the crazy thing there, Mike, is Delta, before they even implemented that, they had a bad stigma about them, about always losing their luggage, but they had the best performance in the industry. So it didn't match up but now by doing this people have more comfort in it and and delta only did it for um really gaining some consumer confidence but they found that more people are now paying to check their bags because they're confident in it and they actually saw a reduction in workman's comp claims by their baggage handlers because now they're not having to rush over to grab a bag that flipped over on the on the carousel so that they can scan it by hand and you know if you pack like some of my family members do those bags get pretty heavy <laughs> right
1: oh that's great so jay the, what what type we're talking smart labels what types of smart labels are available what what are the different types that are available out there
3: yeah so i, I mentioned a little bit in the beginning so when we when we if we focus in on RFID, um there's uhf which they didn't get real creative in, in their naming of, of what they stand for. So UHF is ultra high frequency. It just means that the the frequency bands resonate at a very fast frequency level. And so we see those in, in, like I said, a lot of supply chain applications. It's anytime you want to read a whole bunch of inventory at the same time from one reader. If you think about it in the apparel space, these are a lot of times hidden in the, the cardstock hang tag between two layers of the cardstock. We also see some things that are embedded behind a traditional PS label into oh. different, so pharmaceuticals I mentioned there. It could be on the um, the right on the bottle behind the behind the PS label. Right. Some of the differences. So I mentioned it. It could be it could be a complementary technology. I mentioned that a smart label could be a QR code or a barcode and things like that. Really, the main difference between the UHF. RFID and QR codes and barcodes is you don't need line of sight for RFID. So with, with QR and barcodes, you have to be able to see the code itself to be able to read it where with RFID, I don't, I wouldn't even need to unpackage a a box of products. I could scan the whole box and then um, know what I have in inventory without ever breaking the seal on it.
1: That's a big a big benefit to again to not not require that line of sight, and and, and for QR codes, Jay, those are just basically like those are those those kind of different looking codes like a square code where you just you can scan them with your phone, right? And they bring up different information about the product. Is that is that what that is?
3: Yeah. So the other. They're also referred to as as 2D barcodes, so they're like that checkerboard kind of looking thing. Yeah, right. And yeah, yeah, so they they can store some information on there, and and yes, most phones inherently can scan them now. Good news is on the HF side of um, RFID, so if if I told you they didn't get real creative with the naming and UHF was ultra-high frequency, I think you can figure out that HF is just high frequency. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So so they... all newer phones have the ability to read NFC, which is a, a subcategory of HF as well. A lot of people just don't realize that yet. And and that's one of the things that we're, we're starting to see brands utilize and take advantage of. So when you see something that says tap here to learn more, th- that's powered by NFC. So even Apple Pay and Google Pay and things like that, you're using the NF- NFC capabilities in your phone. So- QR codes nice because it's built into the phone. Well, guess what? So is NFC now. So that's a really nice thing that that brands are being able to tap into.
1: And the uh, the NFC is is like the the uh, the touchless pay, right? Where they I mean I, that's I hear so much about that now with the the pandemic and you know contactless payment and all those types of things where you don't really need to touch the device. Your device doesn't need to touch anybody. You just sort of hold them close to each other, and and the technology interacts and and records the payment, right? That's that's the NFC part of it?
3: Absolutely, yeah. So your phone has an NFC, both reader and inlay inside of it, so it can communicate with those devices. But any of those contactless credit cards too that you just tap the card to the reader, you don't insert the chip or swipe the uh, magnetic strip, those have an NFC inlay sandwiched in between the layers of the plastic.
1: Awesome. Yeah, it just seems to be such a big thing, especially now. I hear so much, you know, just hear so much of that. So that's good to know. Awesome. Yeah,
3: absolutely, yeah. I, I think I've seen three or four different articles out since the pandemic started about the rise and
2: need for contactless payments. So yeah, definitely, uh, definitely a growing area.
1: So, uh, yeah, I know
2: uh, Jay, Jay sent me a bunch of uh, NFC tags that I'm able to program with my phone or inlay. Uh, what I want to take place when the, somebody taps it with their device. So I program them to lead to, uh, you know, uh, say in some cases, a video that I'd want them to see on a sample label. And then, you know, I'll hide the tag underneath the uh, liner. And so on a sample, somebody just can tap it with their phone and it'll launch a video, but it's, uh, it's effective. Uh, we've done other samples too with those tags where we had them sewn into a pillow that uh, mm. replicated uh, say a fertilizer bag and then we had people that worked for the uh, organization that made the fertilizer We said hey tap that pillow with your phone and then it launched one of their you know their actual videos promoting that fertilizer and it was just to give them the idea that uh, this is this is tomorrow tomorrow's technology but it's happening today right So it was uh, right. really cool it's, it's fun to see their reaction.
3: Yeah, I think those are some great examples, Mike. So I think where I, my personal thing, you know, where I see some of this stuff going is, you know, labels are, you can only put so much information on it and, and brands don't get that one-to-one interaction with the consumer. So if you want, if you have how-to videos, so this is where that cosmetics area was, is kind of an important area. I had no idea until I got into this field how many how-to videos for how to properly put on makeup on? Mm. Um, apparently, women have been putting makeup on the wrong way for all these years. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and you told me. Yeah, and I had it. no idea. <laughs> um, but, but these brands, these brands are putting out their own how-to videos to make sure so that people are using their their makeup and their cosmetics the way that they intended them for. Or in segments that are very important to be able to stand out on the shelf. So think of like. Spirits and wines and things like that—they're starting to use this interactivity to, to create an experience. So it's more than just the product; it's you're also buying the experience to go along with
1: it. No, that's great. So, uh, and and I think you you've you've touched and been touching on it. I wanted to to just ask you to to talk about what differentiates smart labels from, say, traditional paper product labels. And I know that again, it's the technology and it's the customer experience, but. Is there anything else there that you would want to add as far as the differentiators between traditional labeling and smart labels, Jay?
3: Yeah, so I, I think one thing that's that's a big differentiator, and, and it's one of the things that we kind of is a guiding principle for us, is, is that with the, with this intelligent label, you know, we are we are moving towards a world where every product will have its own digital identity. Mm-hmm. And what I mean by that is every single product will have its own unique identifier based on that chip that's on the RFID tag. So in a traditional label, it's, it's governed by UPC code, right? It's a, it's a, a standard barcode and you'll know some details on it. You'll know what the product is, you'll probably know what size it is, Things things like that. But if you have 13 of the same size item, you just know that you have 13 of them where with the intelligent label, I know what 13 items I have. And what that enables then is better stock rotation, better lifecycle management, things like that. You can actually have get alerts to say, hey, you're thinking about, about it in the, in the grocery space, right? So you get this pallet of, of fresh fruit in the back room, and each one has its own UPC code. But what if you could make sure that your stock associate is getting the oldest box? out to the floor first now you're not now you're not going to have as much food waste and things like that right um i, I think i think the the produce side of a uh, grocery store accounts for less than 20 percent of of their actual inventory value but it's upwards of like 50 percent of its shrink mm. so very disproportionate and, and, and this type of technology can enable you to uh can make your products smarter, which in turn makes, allows you to ha- make smarter decisions on your inventory practices and then in turn can can really go straight to the bottom
2: line. Another perspective, too, is I, I've always told my uh, team, you know, if a picture's worth a thousand words, a video's worth a million, right? Mm. So mm. anyway, I, I, I see that these, this technology is a way to bring products to life. You know, so rather than somebody having to sit there and just read it and look at a two-dimensional picture, if you will, they have the opportunity to listen to the advertisement or the selling points or the, and engage them, you know, whether it's a quick questionnaire or anything along those lines. But to get to that level with the direct communication to the people using their products, you know, I see that as a, a valuable uh, selling point as well.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, I, I think that goes back to that experience, right, Jay? That you were talking about that consumer experience with the product. It's not just looking at it and reading about it. It's interacting with it. I agree. That's that's huge. So absolutely,
3: and the brands are loving it too because of, I mean, think about. I think um, let's just pick one. So, like the shoe, shoe industry, right? So, big box retailer of shoes, the brands that are. That are being represented in that store are relying on an associate to tell their brand story,
1: mm, right? Yep. These associates can,
3: are going to be influenced by their personal preference. Where a brand could put that NFC inlay in there, put the video in there, get their brand messaging in there, get that one-to-one interaction interaction directly with the consumer, and now they have control of the story.
1: Great point. That's that very powerful. Very powerful. So, so the actual type of technology that we're talking about here—how, how would you, how could you explain that to us, Jay? Um, like, what, what is the actual technology that's used for the intelligent labels?
3: Sure. So, it, it, at the very basic levels of it, it's it's a silicone chip. It's a it's it's a small computer microchip, essentially, mm. embedded in onto an aluminum antenna which then gets inserted under the label and, and in our case when we're looking at putting it making an intelligent label for consumer goods our technology is completely passive so there's no battery required it the the frequencies that i was talking about before there, it's actually harvesting energy from from the energy fields at those frequency le- levels so you have a, a reader that's transmitting that frequent rate frequency level of radio waves which energizes the the chip, which then responds back to the reader. So in essence, it's a very, very basic computer that's embedded in behind the label.
1: Okay, well, that concludes part one of our episode featuring Jay Whitman and Mike Vitale discussing smart labels and the impact that they've had on the consumer goods packaging industry. We hope you've enjoyed the show so far and ask that you join us again next time as we conclude our discussion by examining some of the unique benefits and advantages of intelligent labels, the ways that the industry has changed and adapted to the current pandemic, and how technology is going to continue to shape the way we purchase goods and services in the future. So please join us then, and thanks again for listening.
0: This show has been a production of GBS. For more information on the topics discussed today or the solutions offered, contact us at marketing at gbscorp.com. That's marketing at gbscorp.com. Or you can call at 800-552-2427. And lastly, check us out on the web at www.gbscorp.com. That's www.gbscorp.com. Also, don't forget to subscribe to our podcast so you don't miss out on any future episodes.